Hello and welcome to episode one of Global Grooves, a podcast that brings you six songs from around the world centered around one theme. This podcast is sponsored by Classroom 88. Visit classroom88.org. And by the Ivy Academy. Visit theivy.academy. <laughs> All right. How this works is that I, as the host, chose the theme And then our six panelists all selected a song that fit the theme. And each of those songs are from a different continent. And if we have any listeners in Antarctica, I'm sorry, you are not represented. We do discriminate against Antarctica on this show. You will not be hearing any songs from there. Nevertheless, our theme, our very first theme for our very first episode is Spoken Lyrics. I've always been very interested in the relationship between words and music. Is it more important for the lyrics to contribute to the musicality of a piece? Or is it more important for the music to enliven the meaning of the lyrics? Or, as is probably most often the case, is it some combination of both? And I'm especially intrigued when this relationship is seemingly pushed into a new realm when artists choose to speak their lyrics instead of sing them. And I'm fascinated by the effect this has on both the musicality of the song and the meaning of the lyrics. Now, our panelists have um, here have found some very compelling jams for us to enjoy, and all of them are quite different as well. Um, we got some bossa nova, some poetry, some soul. We got minimalism, we got rock, rap, folk, funk, a little bit of everything, really. Um, and all the artists feature spoken lyrics in a distinctive, distinctively different way. And, and um, I'm really excited for everyone to hear how this all comes together. I should also note that I am the only one who has already listened to all the songs. Our panelists will be listening to them for the first time right now, and you'll be hearing their instant reactions. I also want to say that I personally had had not heard any of these songs or any of these artists until the panelists selected them for me. And, and it's um, it's hard to capture just how excited I was to listen um, to all these these new songs. Um, it, it kind of felt like opening presents on Christmas morning. So thank you to all of our panelists for introducing me to such cool new, new music. So, without any further ado, let's meet everyone and introduce ourselves. I am Nick Marks, a pianist and piano teacher based in Long Beach, California. Hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, I am Escort Johnson. I am a writer and teacher uh, currently in Trinidad and Tobago, which is also where I am from, but uh, recently lived in New York for a number of years. And uh, excited to hear everyone's songs. Hi, everyone. My name is Sasha. I am a singer, songwriter, and poet based here in Long Beach. Hello, everybody. My name is Rob, Robert Salvari. I am a father, musician, educator, entrepreneur, and an eternal student. Uh, Happy to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is Kobe. I am currently living in Long Beach, and I do uh, video production, editing, and motion graphics, those sort of things. 
Hi, I'm Duffy. I'm a hairstylist. Uh, I play guitar and I like many things involving uh, the earth. Hi, I'm Rachel. Um, I go to school in Long Beach, so I am a teacher in the making. Um, one of my biggest hobbies is music, so I like to sing and play guitar, and I'm always looking for new music to listen to. So those are our panelists. They've each selected a song for us to listen to. And I should note that we'll be listening to those six songs across three episodes. So we'll only be focusing on two songs per episode. And our first song is going to take us back in time to 1995. And we find ourselves in the South American continent in the country of Peru. Our song is, our very first song ever in the history of our show is... Mi Frontera by Augusto Polo Campos. And we all just got done listening to that track together. And I'm going to let Rob start off our discussion. Rob is our panelist who selected this track for us. And then you'll be hearing everyone else's instant reactions. Go ahead. Take it away, Rob. So Augusto uh, Augusto Polo Campos. I'm sorry. Got to go with my Spanish accent here. Um, He is a, he's many things an educator, a musician, composer, um, amongst many things. He, in the Peruvian culture, is um, accredited for creating a lot of music that helped Peru define its national identity. Um, This particular song was written at a time when Peru was in war with Ecuador uh, during the Seneca War, and this is in 1995. And this war is a consequence of um, the inability for these two countries to clearly dictate a border on a certain part of where they both meet uh, in the north. And just as a quick uh, question as well, frontero translates to, is that border, boundary? Mi frontera es mi frontera. Yeah, it's. it's uh, is there more a more colloquial um, interpretation of it as well? Like, what is the word frontera uh, doing? So, so literally translated, it means the border, you know. Um, but but it also just kind of brings up that whole I- identity of the Peru. Like like a lot of his music, the the shape of the country itself would have come out. I mean, I have it tatted on my arm. Like it, it would have come out. It's like that's my frontera like that's the shape of my country that's my country i don't know i i personally as an american i i don't feel that the same shape of our you know united states is the same in that sense because i I'm, I consider myself peruvian american and so um a lot of peruvians identify similar to the song you know that that it's extremely important but that's because we've had a lot of border disputes with not only ecuador but also with chile for example halfway through the song he starts calling out the names of some uh, historical recognized individuals uh, in the culture of Peru, uh, Bolonesi, Grau, uh, Jose Quinones, and Andres Avelino Cáceres. And all of these were either military leaders or members of the military to some degree that uh, all in their own way paid the ultimate sacrifice. Como Bolognesi, Grau, como se inmoló Quinones y Cáceres en la breña. But yeah, it's it's definitely if if you look up the translations, you're able to see how uh, this, the the level of national pride that's there. It's just, it's really it's really interesting. It transcends time. That that's what I see. 
you can you can listen to it as a Peruvian and really be proud to be Peruvian. You're like, yeah, that's that's my damn country. Yeah, I thought it flowed like really beautifully, and I think in the way he delivered the lyrics and even the like instrumental background, I think towards the end you could hear like his pride and love for Peru grow until it went to the end, which I thought was really nice. Dándole gracias a Dios por darnos la vida entera para darla si es preciso defendiendo mi frontera. There was something of the 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 manner of that speaking. You almost have this image of someone kind of like strutting down the streets and broadly uh, proclaiming. So it's it, there's a very inviting feel to it, which by what I was able to pick up by the my loose translation, I think kind of goes hand in hand with the, the content as well. So the form and content, I think, are perfectly uh, matched. And uh, it's curious because a lot of his music was also very inviting. Uh, any videos where they played music, there were people dancing in the street, people always being welcomed, invited. So it, it definitely had that element. Yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, take to hear. When I, when I first heard it, when Rob sent it to me, and as someone who doesn't understand Spanish, um, I was imagining like kind of like a fairy tale, something like really imaginative and fantastical being being uh, featured in the lyrics. There, um, it's just it's, it's like such. But but I agree with Escort. It's a very inviting world that's being created. Um, we're calling it a song too, but a lot of Peruvians identify it as a as a poem, um, which uh, there's, there's a lot of rhyme in there, a lot of uh, statement. Uh, symbolism is really heavy in the lyrics. Hay que unirnos los peruanos. Hagamos una cadena. Nuestras almas, nuestras manos señalarán la frontera. All right, to highlight Rob's point there about the symbolism, that little section translates to Peruvians must unite. Let's make a chain. Our souls, our hands, they will mark the border. All right, I'll turn it back to Rob. The curious thing about this song is that the, there's only two instruments being played in the background. You have the guitar being played in the marinera style, and then you have the cajon, which is a percussion instrument. Many people call it a box that people sit on, but uh, there is an art to it. It's not that easy to play. I'm curious, as a more modern or even Americanized Peruvian, how much do you relate to it? How much like national pride do you derive from a song like that? It's interesting listening to this song as an adult because my father, so both my parents come from Peru. I was born here, but my parents were my window to Peru. I've never visited. I've never been. The plan is to go one day, but I can tell you that it brought up a lot of nostalgia because my parents used to listen to these kind of songs and other other works that he created, which you can look up. Uh, uh, Augusto Polo Campos. He has a lot of uh, well-known Peruvian songs. Um, but like I said, listening to this one now as an adult, I asked myself the same question, and I definitely do feel I, I felt more connected leading up to this podcast to the motherland to Peru because of, of the fact that this song brought up a lot of things and looking it up, like I said, I, I looked up a lot of the names that he brought up and was reminded of a lot of the battles that my father had taught me about. Uh, Cause my father's a huge history buff with Peruvian uh, military history. And so um, 
and I, I encourage the listeners to definitely look at the names of these guys, especially if you're of Peruvian descent, look at the names of these guys that um, were mentioned and just, it's amazing to hear their stories, to read their stories. It's like, I, I had no idea that that had happened. And, and my dad is a huge advocate for Peruvian culture, Peruvian history, but my father plays piano. My mother, she sings, uh, she plays cello. They're both, they're both very uh, immersed in music. And he would play this song when I was growing up, but I mean, I, I didn't really understand it much. And I can tell you that having listened to it now for this podcast, for this episode, and studying it and really understanding what the lyrics I'm saying, uh, I have a sense of national pride that I, I really had no idea I would identify with. Yeah, and on that note, I, I I think the the audience of this song is is really significant here because when I first looked at the lyrics, um, kind of through an American lens, and, and I, if I imagined it from an American perspective, it would have felt kind of like um, I would have felt like taken aback, like kind of like anti-immigration or, or xenophobia in some way. Um, but the but I think right the right this isn't obviously isn't written for an American audience. It's written for a Peruvian audience who's who's going through the um the experiences you described, going through the wars that you described. Um, so it's a totally different context, totally different setting. And I think Nick as well also to uh, to build on that point you were making about borders and. Uh, how how there might have been that undertone if this were an American song. We have kind of like quite different interpretations, but uh, this like notion of like borders having been fought for, yet there's such a, a a generous spirit in approach to his border drawing. I'm looking at some of the words at the same time. Uh, yes. Forgive my Spanish, everyone. It says para todos mis vecinos tengo las puertas abiertas. Pueden entrar y salir siempre y cuando yo, yo lo quiera. Para todos mis vecinos tengo las puertas abiertas. Pueden entrar y salir siempre y cuando yo lo quiera. Which I believe, anyone jumped in here, uh, goes along the lines of for all my neighbors, the I have the doors open and you can enter and leave whenever you want. Um, so, to, yeah, so to bring it all together, the borders, as there's, there's such an emphasis on it, and I think rightfully and pridefully so, but the choice of how to use those borders, right? It's like, for my neighbors, feel free to come and go. It's still our border. This is our lovely land, but it is here to be shared with all those who uh, identify. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Oscar. I think that's a great line to, to call out there. And that's actually going to be the last word we get in here. It is time to transition to our next song. So, again, that was Mi Frontera by the Peruvian artist Augusto Coparlo Campos. We hope you enjoyed that preview and analysis. And please do yourself the favor of listening to that track in full. Now, we're going to fast forward to the year 2000 and travel across the Pacific Ocean to Japan. We are continuing our theme of spoken lyrics by listening to Deep Within by M-Flow. That's the letter M-F-L-O-W. 
L-O. Sasha chose this song for us, and the rest of our panelists just listened to it for the first time here. Sasha, would you be able to get our conversation underway? Yes. Um, I was, like, so excited when um, he told us the topic. Um, the song, like, immediately jumped to my mind. Um, I heard this. It was released in 2000, um, and I think I heard it maybe in 2005 to 2006, and I just, like, gravitated to it because it was so different. Um, I really love the musicality, um, the vocal techniques that they're using. It's like, are, is she going to sing? Or are they talking? Are they rapping? Like, what's going on? But it, like, works so well because of the musicality, like, so melodic in the background. And so they're able to just talk over it. I really love, uh, like you, like you just mentioned. The I love when songs are so in tune with themselves that, like, like you said, you cannot tell if they're speaking, just talking, or if it's melodic, because they're sitting like right on that groove, and you're like, it, it fits in so perfectly that it's almost like there is a melody, like it, it's, it's, it's right there, you know. To drain away my heart's resounding. And I also love the just how that that song did not give an F what genre it was classified on. It just it went everywhere, and it just weaved in and out of like different little sections of different influences that you can just tell. Um, and it didn't sound didn't sound weird. It just sounded perfect. So it was really in tune with itself. I really liked that. Each line of, of instrumentation is, is distinct and different, yet they just come together so so naturally and smoothly. And it's just, it's super tight. It's super impressive. Um, I was imagining like a bird kind of fly. And even though it wasn't flying perfectly, kind of like Woodstock, from like the peanuts. It's kind of going in circles and loops and like crashing on its head, but it's still amazing because it's coming together. Uh, definitely a creative approach. I just think that the song was really groovy. I was grooving out to it the whole time, and I think that the chick sounds really cool. Yeah, I love that. Like the first note, I was already grooving to it. That was so good. Um, and I always love songs that have some sort of story or like a conversation. Yeah, and another uh, reason why I gravitated toward it, towards it is because it really did paint a picture. Um, there's a lot of emotion in the song and, you know, one of the first things that popped into my head was like a smoky jazz cafe when you're like sitting there, you know, drinking some wine. Maybe you just like broke up with somebody and you're just sad and tired and the emotion in the song, they're almost singing it with like some type of like exasperation, like they're just fed up with that moment or they're just they just can't believe that they're there and sitting in the in that moment and you know they're like upset and they just like went into the studio and you know it sounds like they just set it off the top of their head so i feel like it's really relatable um i love um when music brings out emotions that you can definitely relate to um but yeah i'm glad everyone likes it
Now I'm just imagining someone like breaking up with someone so they could go like listen. To yeah. Song, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I just need to be in the mood. <laughs> it hits different, you know. When 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 Sasha was kind of talking about how like you can imagine someone just kind of like fed up with a relationship, um, I I was reminded of a certain part of this song. I'm going to see if I can kind of replay it here. And I, I love what the piano does at this at this moment. Like everything is just, just like so in sync, but then the piano does like this something really kind of uh, just different. So won't you, won't you speak to me? Just that like, yeah, that, that like little like piano riff there. Um, it just really caught my attention. It's just these few notes. Um, won't you speak to me? And... And, and I don't know, I, I when, when Sasha starts talking to someone like being fed up with a relationship or, or it reminded me of that part of the song specifically. It's almost like the piano is like, I'm sick of grooving with the bass and everything else. I'm just going to go like my own direction. Yeah, the song has a great feel of like play to it. Play and seriousness, right? Just the piano that kind of do its own thing at times and vocals, everything, yeah. I'm like, so glad that I found it. And they really did kind of open my eyes to like, you know, the types of emotions that you can put into music and the vocal techniques that you can also, you know, kind of do when you're just freestyling and you want to just get out, you know, and release whatever you're feeling. So I just really connected to that. Now you mentioned you found it in, in 2005 and it was already five years old, but it's that song that the day you hear it, it could have come out that day. It could have come out like 20 years ago, right? There's that kind of like time. Music like that is always going to be so pleasant to listen to. Yeah, I. this is probably like one of my most favorite um, bands that's coming out of um, Japan. Um, they've been around for years, for years. Um, and I, I believe they each now respectively have their own careers. Um, the main singer or the main you know, poet or whoever, you know, or whatever you want to call it. Um, the woman that you hear, her name is Lisa. Um, she's very successful right now in Japan. Um, she's more into like jazz now. And the other two, um, the the man that you hear, that's verbal. And um, there's also another person in the group, Taku. Um, and they're all super popular in Japan, still going strong. Um, but yeah, they, they lean more towards like the hip hop um, kind of um, R&B soulful side but yeah yeah i really enjoyed this um during my quick wikipediaing while the song was playing i learned that lisa uh was uh she's half colombian half japanese and i think got teased as a result sasha of course you already know this um and yeah so then i was just thinking like just think of all the things that had to have happened for this song to have, like even like come into existence right you have kind of like american funk soul as channel through a Colombian Japanese person. And one thing I was wondering as well, I don't know how well you know this, to what extent, um, or what's behind the decision to sing in English? But the thoughts that cross my mind will leave you petrol zooming by. Um, not that I mind, of course, but it's it, yeah. curious to know, right? Is that just for, do they, are they natural English speakers themselves? Is that for marketability? Do they just like the, the feel or the thought of the language? You know, I never really questioned that. I really looked into it. Um, but 
um, if you listen to any of their albums, it's um, they're very bilingual. So they will switch. They will be singing a an English chorus and then flip to singing in Japanese. So all of their music is like that. Like um, you know, I was just sitting in my car today, uh, or not today, um, on Friday, listening, and you know, I'm singing in English one moment and. All of a sudden, I know how to sing in Japanese because you know I've listened to their music. So I feel like they don't—they don't really look at it like that. It's whatever comes natural to them, and yeah, it, it works. So. And do you find that the Japanese singing is as melodious? I know oh, it'll be yes. on a song-to-song basis, but yes, okay. yes, it okay. is. Um, their first album. Um, if you guys are interested in hearing more, um, it's called Planet Shining. Um, and you'll you'll see how they kind of blend English and Japanese and all the different styles that they're into into this one record. It's very like it's a very defining record for them. So I recommend you listen to it. Thank you for that recommendation, Sasha. And that will actually mark the end of our first episode. Again, you just heard us discuss Deep Within by the Japanese trio M-Flow. And before that was Mi Frontera by Peruvian singer-songwriter Augusto Polo Campos. I personally just love that we were able to do a bit of a deep dive into two tracks that were pretty much polar opposites in terms of genre and style, yet... They were both united by their use of spoken lyrics. We heard Mi Frontera presented actually as a poem with a very warm and prideful energy. And we heard Deep Within feature a rather conversational format between two vocalists seamlessly shifting in and out of singing, speaking, rapping. I absolutely loved it. And we hope you, our listeners, loved it as well. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Be sure to check out those two tracks in full, as well as more works from those artists. You will be glad you did. And you can let us know your thoughts on Instagram by following us at Global Grooves Podcast. Please join us next week as we continue to travel the world and visit two new continents as we dig deeper into our theme, Spoken Lyrics. Until then, keep on grooving.